0: Guys, it has been a busy morning for us here at our I Love Seville studio. Um, we are utilizing a plethora of media resources to connect with viewers and listeners across many different social media platforms. And today we are starting the program with breaking news that you will catch here on the I Love Seville show first that will now influence what a 300,000-person market reads, hears, and digest from a media standpoint for the next few days after I finish talking today. There's a project on East High Street in a floodplain on the banks of the Rivanna River that is on the cusp of being killed by local government. I will set the stage here, and then I'll let you know what we have Confirmed on and off the record through our contact list within City Hall and our contact list of influencers within the community. As early as this coming Monday, Charlottesville City Council may vote to utilize taxpayer resources. If you can kill that phone, this is important. As early as this Monday, Charlottesville City Council may vote. And will likely vote to allocate $5,900,000. I'll give that number to you again. $5,900,000 of taxpayer resources to kill a 245-unit apartment complex on High Street on the banks of the Rivanna River. The land is owned by United Land Company and Wendell Wood. Wendell Wood is the largest landowner in Albemarle County, and it's not even close. Wendell Wood had a contract in place with Bo Carrington, Bo Carrington, the principal, the head honcho of Seven Development LLC. Bo Carrington was scheduled and set to purchase the 23.81 acres from Wendell Wood, and then take the land and convert it into 245 apartments on East High Street. This project on the banks of the Rivanna River in a floodplain has drawn the ire of housing watchdogs, environmentalists, and the neighborhoods around East High Street. That ire, that anger, that reaction has now motivated local government Specifically, Planning Commission and City Council to figure out a way how to crush this project. A plan is tentatively in place and will be voted upon potentially on Monday by City Council to take $5,900,000 of taxpayer resources to buy the land, 23.81 acres, from Wendell Wood. Seven development The developer of this project will also get a taste. It's called an assignment fee in exchange for relinquishing the right to acquire the properties for development. Furthermore, as part of this deal, City Council, Wendell Wood, and Seven Development will agree that any litigation, any lawsuits, or claims following the acquisition of the property will not transpire. Basically, when this deal goes through, Wendell, United Land Company, Bo Carrington, who owns Seven Development, they relinquish the opportunity to litigate, sue the city in any capacity. That is breaking news, that is significant news on a Thursday from the I Love Seville Network In downtown charlottesville heard here first if you go to iloveseville.com i've put this in perspective with an analysis on our flagship website that is spiking in traffic in 2023 i have so much i want to unpack here we've had now the second project in the city of charlottesville the first one dairy market Dairy Market and Chris Henry, we broke that news as well, had a project where phase three of Dairy Market had 400 apartments for housing for 600 Charlottesvilleans, potentially crushed by the neighborhood 10th and Page and local activists. Now we have 245 apartments. You figure... 1.5 people per apartment. Call it 367 people to 450 people in that range. Now crushed by the neighborhood and local activists. In one calendar year, hell, in less than six months, we've seen environmentalists, local neighborhoods, and activists take approximately, no, specifically 645 apartments out of the housing ecosystem in Charlottesville, 400 at phase three dairy market, 245 on East High Street, potentially. That is 645 apartments, activists, and neighborhoods have utilized influence and the power of perception over elected and appointed officials to crush housing. They are doing this at the exact same time when upzoning is being pushed through local government. I am talking and relaying this news to you. You are hearing it for the first time on the water cooler of information for Central Virginia, this program and this network. And I am left flabbergasted, considering the hypocritical nature of all this, somewhat dismayed and shocked. Why I have those feelings is for this specific reason. How can we live in a time and place in Charlottesville where neighborhoods and activists are pushing up-zoning through policy that will loosen zoning regulations to create more housing with the idea that additional housing and supply will stall or cool pricing which creates affordability and at the very same time, those groups of people, the same people, are squashing and killing 645 apartments, keeping them from coming online by using the power of perception and political influence to sway decision making of planning commission who are appointed officials and city council who are elected officials. That, ladies and gentlemen, seems to be at the crossroads of... How do you describe this, crossroads? Certainly hypocrisy is a word I would use. Certainly contradiction and conflict. Difficult to understand. I, I... how, how do you push up zoning and create more housing and added density and at the very same time kill and crush six hundred and forty five apartments? I <coughs> I'm left bewildered. Viewers and listeners. That is breaking news that will penetrate the legacy news cycles. If you have questions, I will try to answer them in real time. Please consider the I Love Seville" story that is in the lead slot of our flagship website, ILoveSeville.com. right now. We will include this story in our newsletter that goes out to roughly 13,000 people in a matter of moments. Can you check the Isle of Seville group stream, please? Thank you kindly. Appreciate that and give me a thumbs up once that's good to go. John Blair, I will go to your question first. I leg- there is every media outlet in Charlottesville watching the program as we speak. John Blair says this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see a due diligence provision for the city in the assignment of contract document. Would you execute a real estate transaction without having an opportunity to exercise due diligence? Please read it, but I don't see an opportunity to execute due diligence. Also, do you see any mention of a phase two? Again, would you ever execute a real estate transaction without being allowed to conduct a phase two? Great questions from John Blair. John Blair knows this type of work inside and out. I, Roger Voisinet, welcome to the program. Judah, give me a thumbs up when that is live, if you could, please. I'd encourage everyone to go to ilovesevil.com and read what I wrote. I am not trying to throw shade. I'm just trying to relay the vantage point or the view or the perspective of someone who just asked straightforward questions after talking to important people who are in the know. $5.9 million plus closing costs, that's over 6 million. On top of over $6 million in taxpayer resources, the Charlottesville City budget, Charlottesville City yearly budget, what is it like, $223 million? Per year, let me look. The Charlottesville yearly budget, call it $225 million. If you can let me know what the yearly budget is on Charlottesville, that would be fantastic. Charlottesville yearly budget. You're talking, I think it's about $225 million. You're talking a, 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 a chunk of money here from a budget for Charlottesville going to the largest landowner in Almaro County in Wendellwood and an assignment fee going to a developer in Bo Carrington and Seven Development. You're talking land being taken off the tax rolls for the Charlottesville city tax rolls that produce revenue every single year for the city you're talking 245 apartments taken out of the housing ecosystem apartments that create tax revenue for the city in perpetuity or as long as they're constructed and active which is going to be for a long 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 time you're talking the city spending 5.9 million 6 million plus with closing costs right now to take property off the tax rolls and then create overhead that they're gonna to have to maintain moving forward. It's gonna be a park that's gonna require maintenance. You're talking the city doing this at exactly the same time that they're pushing upzoning through. Upzoning being pushed by activists to create additional supply, to stabilize pricing, to create affordability. It seems like we got folks talking out of both sides of their mouths. It seems like both sides of their mouths happening right now. I think Wendell Wood is getting a sweetheart of a deal. And there's a reason he's the largest landowner now in Morrow County because he gets sweethearts of deals. I think Bo Carrington I'm not sure what his assignment fee is going to be here in 7 Development but they're getting a sweetheart of a payday as well. That project by the Rivanna River would have been a pain in the tail to do. If this is positioned correctly by Wendell Wood and Bo Carrington, they're going to look like good Samaritans. Hey, we decided not to do these 245 apartments. We chose to go hat in hand to the city. And we chose to do a deal with them because we wanted what was best for the community. That's what we did here. Carrington and Wood get a lot of good equity and positive brand recognition. And you know what? I give serious props to Carrington and Wood because they know how to play the game. They're playing chess when other folks are playing checkers. This is bananas. This is absolute bananas. (laughs) This is happening. I am literally, and it's rare for me to be at a loss for words. Albert Graves says on Twitter, well, we can expect another bump in city taxes, another bump to rooftop taxes coming soon to our mailboxes because the city is choosing to take land off its taxable rolls. 100% right. Deep Throat on Twitter says, you know well that for many activists, upzoning isn't about anything other than exacting some sort of revenge on neighborhoods which they are jealous of. That's Deep Throat Throat on Twitter. Deep Throat, who's a smart guy, suggested this to me. Listen to this from a smart man. He says, now here's what would have been win win for the city and for Wendell Wood. If the city were smart, the city would have gone to Wendell Wood and said this Hey, Mr. Wood, we are going to pretend this is buildable and reassess it at $500,000 per acre, which is justifiable. We're going to call it $12 million but we privately agree that you will put this land into conservation easement. In this scenario, Mr. Wood gets a federal tax write-off that would be worth probably 30% of the $12 million to him, plus there is a huge tax credit program for conservation easements paid out by the Commonwealth. Then he shares the link to me. 40% tax credit, so that's another $4.8 million in tax credit, which I'm sure Wendell Wood can use. He's being sarcastic there. Wendell Wood's super rich. So that would cost the city nothing, and it would get Wendell Wood even more than what he got, particularly after taxes. Then Deep Throat says, but hey, that's what a New York finance guy would cook up. It's very different down here in the South. This is... Absolutely bananas. And this is coming at a time where real estate is completely being reinvented, potentially. How about the story that just came across the wire today? Get this, ladies and gentlemen. Remember how Judah and I were talking about how the real estate industry was was on the cusp of being reimagined? We talked about the headwinds the real estate industry was facing rising interest rates, limited inventory, values that are upticking at crazy, crazy rates, not enough houses for people to buy, builders being squeezed from the market and not building enough homes, the antitrust lawsuit that's gonna decouple commissions with sellers, agents, and buyers' agents. Well, the National Association of Realtors CEO, Bob Goldberg, this was announced today. Multiple sources with knowledge of the situation have confirmed that National Association of Realtors' longtime CEO, Bob Goldberg, is getting the hell out of the National Association of Realtors. Goldberg's departure comes just two days after a federal jury in Kansas City, Missouri, ruled that the National Association of Realtors, Home Services of America, and Keller Williams had colluded to officially inflate real estate agent commission rates. You got the CEO of the National Association of Realtors quitting the National Association of Realtors. You got another antitrust lawsuit that was kickstarted on Halloween. Another lawsuit kickstarted on Halloween in the U.S. District Court for Western Missouri. This lawsuit is named and accuses the National Association of Realtors Compass, EXP, World Holdings, Redfin, United Real Estate Howard Hanna, Douglas Element, and others to conspire to inflate real estate agent commissions. You got it happen at the macro and micro level. Housing is in the front and center of all the news. If you're just tuning into the program, the city of Charlottesville, as early as Monday, at its city council meeting, according to multiple sources, will vote to utilize $5.9 million of taxpayer resources, plus closing costs, to acquire... 23.81 23.81 acres on the banks of the Rivanna River to eviscerate crush and kill a 245 unit apartment complex from being built. Housing watchdogs, environmentalists, and the neighborhoods around High Street utilized the power of the populace to influence planning commission and city council into a decision. The power of the populace was leveraged. Is this what really happened? I I sincerely want to ask you guys a question here. I sincerely want to ask you a very real question. I have every media outlet watching the show right now in Charlottesville, Virginia. Wendell Wood is the largest landowner in Almoral County. I'm just going to pose a hypothetical here. My phone is ringing nonstop with text messages and phone calls right now from folks that are movers and shakers, And I'll leave it at that. Got six elected officials from various jurisdictions watching the show. Did, I'm going to pose a hypothetical for you. Did Wendell Wood, United Land Company, this is strictly a hypothetical, they owned land on the Rivanna River in a floodplain? Did they form an agreement with the developer and seven development owned by Bo Carrington? Utilize this agreement or the potential for 245 apartments to basically figure out an exit strategy for a parcel of dirt that had very limited upside potential because it was in a floodplain. Hear me out, and it's strictly a hypothetical. Smart man who's been developing projects since the 1960s, Wendell Wood. Projects including Barracks Road Shopping Center, Fashion Square Mall, Hollymead Town Center. I think you've heard of those. Have you heard of Barracks Road Shopping Center, Hollymead Town Center, Fashion Square Mall, the U.S. Army National Ground Intelligence, Walmart? Wendell sold those tracts of land that would later become those projects. Did this guy form an agreement with the developer knowing that the developer was going to create plans for a project, apartments, 245 of them, knowing that the backlash for these 245 apartments would be so significant and so severe that outcry from the public would be loud and influential, which in turn would drive local government, elected officials, and planning commissioners to act rashly and quickly, which created an inflated value of the dirt and a fast exit strategy for the largest landowner in Alma God, that is effing... That's not chess. That's a DeLorean, a flux capacitor, and Doc Brown, and seeing into the future. That's like Marty McFly getting the sports almanac in, in, in the future and taking it back to... Hillsdale, and and putting bets on the Chicago Cubs. I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's a hypothetical scenario that could have transpired before our very eyes. You take a parcel of land that all he's done is paid taxes on, a parcel of land in an area that's called a 100-year flood risk, You create a joint venture with the developer. The developer gets plans created for 245 apartments. The 245 apartments scare the bejeebus out of the neighborhood, out of environmentalists, and and out of activists. This group of people, the neighborhood, the environmentalists, and the activists, then utilize the power of the populace to demand counsel, buy the land from wood. Wendell waits and says... I'm not going to sell it. I want to do this project with Seven Development unless the price is right. The price becomes so sweet, $5.9 million plus closing costs covered. Wendell and Seven Development say, okay, I'm out. Just give me the check. We'll take $6 million. It's cool. Holy shit. holy bejeebus. Maybe the only thing the city has, i got to give them the benefit of the doubt here. I try to. and i deep throat is right deep throat is right i'm going to say it again i i i said this loud and clear i said this to everyone loud and clear i said to everyone that upzoning land in the city was going to make land more expensive and was not going to create supply. All it was going to do was make dirt opportunistic and put the city in a precarious pickle or position. I'll give you another hypothetical. You want another hypothetical, ladies and gentlemen? Reed's Super Save Market. Dude, I might, you should see the text messages and the emails that are coming in my inbox from these people. Read Super Save Market. Hear me out on this one. Upzoning with Reed's Super Save Market, is going to make the dirt in the land under this grocery store that serves a historically margin community, financially margin, racially margin community. Reed's once upzoning is approved is going to have even more upside in value. If you are the owners (coughs) of reeds and upzoning takes your land and increases it 3 to 4x in value, how much longer will you stay fighting to run a grocery store with 3 and 4% margins where the shelves are vacant and bare and empty of groceries, how you make your money selling things on shelves. Upzoning is going to take a piece of land like reeds and make it spike in significant value, and then the family that owns the grocery store and the land will say, why am I going to continue running a grocery store when we can't afford to keep groceries on the shelves? Why don't we just exit, close the business, and sell for many millions of dollars thanks to this government policy that 3, 4, x the value of our dirt? Seriously. The future... Of that parcel is not a grocery store with empty shelves and 3 and 4% profit margin business model. Does it sound okay there, Judah? This is crazy. This is the epicenter of Looney Tunes. Lonnie Murray watching the program. Another very smart guy. Lonnie Murray says, I could be wrong about this, but Charlottesville is proposing to spend all this money, but as I understand it, they still have not fixed the ordinance that allows building on a floodplain in the first place. If that ordinance was in place, all this would be a non issue. I'm going to respond to saying to Lonnie, bingo. Well said. Did Wendell Wood just—I don't want to use the word fleece or finagle. Maybe the word I use is out, wheel, and deal. The city. He took land that he's owned for a really, really long time, that all he was doing was paying taxes on it, land in a floodplain. He put lipstick on a pig and sold the pig as if it was the finest T bone steaks possible. He put lipstick on a pig, plans from shimp engineering, local media touting 245 unit apartments, and he said, let's see if this lipstick on a pig, these plans from shimp engineering, and this news cycle influence will get neighborhoods and activists and environmentalists enraged and angry and in the ear of commissioners planning and counselors city and let's see if these dozen people will escalate the value of my dirt that's next to a river that can get flooded at any time and give me a multi-multi-multi-multi-multi-multi-million exit and even cover the closing costs for me. And if I do it right, I can do a joint venture with the developer and make sure he gets his taste too. That's breaking news with a story on iloveseville.com. I am equal parts impressed with Mr. Wood and United and Mr. Carrington and Seven Development. I am equal parts shocked because I'm trying to navigate a sea of hypocrisy at a time when the same group of people is pushing upzoning to create more density while at the very same moment is trying to crush 400 apartments at Dairy Market and 245 on East High Street, 645 apartments total, housing for thousands of people? and I'm equal parts flabbergasted and confused that local government would do this, it's on the docket for Monday's meeting. I... We're talking like 3% of the city's budget with this allocation, 3% of a yearly budget to the largest landowner in Almaro, But the real impact is taking land off the tax rolls which shifts the burden on you and me, commercial owners, residential owners of homes and offices and buildings Furthermore, taking the significant potential of 245 apartments when finished off the tax rolls. Upside that would have stayed in place for decades to line budgetary coffers for the city. Wow. Deep Throat says, yes, Lonnie Murray is 100% correct. Albemarle County has an ordinance that would have banned this development in place. Think about what Lonnie Murray just said. He said correct me if I'm wrong, but Charlottesville is going to spend all this money, but it still has not fixed the ordinance that allows building on floodplains in the first place. He said if there was an ordinance in place to prevent building in floodplains, they would never be in this position. Jesus. And the jurisdiction right over the invisible line that we call the city-county border has that ordinance in place. Deep Throat says the Army Corps of Engineers recommended this decades ago. Albemarle County put it into ordinance, but Sleepy Charlottesville did not. And we'll highlight language Albert Graves, I'll get to you in a matter of moments. Mr. D.L., I'll get to you in a matter of moments. How about this from Michael Payne at last night's city work session? Michael Payne said this, and I'll tell you what. You should hear this. I'm going to read it verbatim to you. Quote from Michael Payne at last night's meeting. Reed's market is not in this current outline of the corridor overlay. My understanding now is they do own their land, but even still, if you're talking about a site like that going to light eight stories by right with unlimited density, how would we not expect that business to just be gone? And again, maybe that's what we want, but I don't know how widespread the awareness of that is or the discussion of the trade-offs are in some of these neighborhoods or how deeply we've even thought about it. And I also think the research in terms of affordability for mixed-use quarters is different than research in changes in residential areas in terms of there's at least some research to indicate that there's a small regional benefit to reducing the cost of housing, but it may still increase gentrification within that immediate neighborhood, and that's a difficult decision. Yeah, no, duh, (laughs) no, duh. You want me to interpret what Mr. Payne just said? He said, my understanding now is they do own their land. And if you're talking about this land being able to go to eight stories by right with unlimited density, how would we not expect the business to just be gone? Duh, dude! Dude! This is what we've been saying. This is what I've been saying. This is what Deep Throat's been saying. A number of people have been saying this all along. If you give Reed's Market the opportunity to upzone and you can put eight stories on Reed's Market of housing, how long will it be till the family that owns Reed's Market just says, you know what? I don't want to run a grocery store that makes little money and we have to bust our ass running it Instead, let me just take a pot of money from a developer who's going to bid a, build a tower of apartments or condos on it. Of course that's going to happen. And what's the cause and effect of that? Gentrification. A financially margin and racially margin community losing their grocery store that's in walking distance. A grocery or food desert. And if you don't think that's going to happen in 10th and Page in Fifeville, around Rose Hill Drive, because the land and the houses are the most affordable and the easiest to assemble, and assemblage means collecting properties next to each other so you can control an area and assemble the properties to build one structure or multi-structures that you control or envision, then you are huffing glue. Lonnie Murray also said the cause and effect of upzoning would be this. I remember when you said that, Mr. Murray. Carol Thorpe. Jerry, my friend, you say you're flabbergasted and confused. I say this is business as usual. By Charlottesville City Government. As a long-time observer, like Deep Throat and a few others, this is par for the course. Hypocrisy, deception, duplicity, and more has been the hallmark of the stranglehold of the Democrat-controlled governance for more than five decades. For me, your report today doesn't even raise an eyebrow. There's nothing new to see, and that's very sad for me to say. Sarah Hill Buchensky. It sounds like an economics class should be required before serving on city council or the board of supervisors. John Blair. John Blair. Wendell just made $58 million in a land sale to Almaro County. The city of Waynesboro's entire general fund budget for fiscal year 2023 was $57 million. Charlottesville and Albemarle literally just paid Wendell Wood more money in one year than the entire city of Waynesboro budget. That puts it in perspective. Jeez Louise. One of your best comments. Puts things in perspective. Wendell Wood, that was Rivanna Station. Albemarle County and the Board of Supervisors bought land from Wendell Wood for $58 million to keep the the government contractors and the spies and all the government agencies with all those various letters in Almoral County for a very, very long time. Donna Price came on this network, and she said it was the greatest economic development decision by government in Almoral County history besides the creation of the University of Virginia. Those were her words. $58 million allocated to Wendell Wood. And now he's getting $5.9 million plus closing costs from the city of Charlottesville. Wendell Wood's done two deals in 2023 with local government that have made him $64 million. Did you hear what I said? Chuta. Two deals with Albemarle County, one with Albemarle, one with the city of Charlottesville, that have made Wendell Wood sixty-four million dollars. Wendell Wood, I—if I saw you right now, I'd give you a handshake, I'd give you a bear hug, I'd give you a flying chest bump, I'd give you a high five. I got a full bar over there. Can you show the full bar with the studio camera? What do we got? We got scotch, we got bourbon, we got gin, we got every vodka. We got rum. We got everything possible. Show him the bar. Wendell, I'd say, go to the bar. Pick whatever drink you want. I'm pouring, and I'm pouring for as long as you're staying, and I just want to learn from you, dog. I just want to learn from you, homie. Albert Graves says all those food trucks parked there must pay some hefty rental fees and if not they will now usually stores that know they are going to eventually close and go out of business stop stocking their shelves months before they close He's, that's a two part tweet from Albert Graves, the first part is in regards to Reeds about the shelves being empty look if you can't sell, if you don't have groceries to sell you can't make money and about a month, upzoning is going to make this land under this grocery store like 4X in value. If, if you don't see the writing on the wall, development, eight stories, apartments or condos, you're not reading the tea leaves, dudes. That's what he's talking about there. Now, one correction here for you, Albert Graves. The food trucks he's talking, on, uh, talking about parked at the bottom of High Street, Caddy Corner from the CVS, across from Cosner Brothers, That's land actually owned by the Cosner family. And I do know that the Cosner family is very generous in what they charge those food trucks. The last I heard, they charged as little as $20 per day for them to park there. I think that price has gone up because that number was told to me by the family a couple of years ago, so I'm sure it's been risen. But the family is committed to keeping that parking lot where Tacos Gomas, for example, is parked, where Angelique's trailer has been parked, has been committed to keeping that parking lot extremely affordable for the trucks to park on. Kim Cosner now calling the shot for the High Street corridor and the significant land the Cosners own there. I encourage you to go to iloveseville.com for a breaking news story that's going to influence media for days to come. Also, we have a brand new show that's going to launch on the I Love Seville Network at 2.15 p.m. today, which is in 45 minutes. It's a show that I think you are going to love. T.J. Fadily, who's running for the Rivanna District and the Almoral County Board of Supervisors, will be the first guest on this show. Candidate fatally: in the house, in the studio, 2.15, an opportunity for you to get to know him. For Jerry Miller and what has been an extremely extremely busy morning for yours truly, this is the I Love Seville show. Judah Wickhauer, also a key contributor. So long, everybody.